are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. President Trump announced to the world that the United States would finally recognize the truth, that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. While presidents before him have backed down from their pledge to move the American embassy once in office, this president delivered. Hello everyone, I'm Graham Ledger and welcome to the Daily Ledger, our cover story, the reaffirmation of the Jewish capital of Jerusalem, an historic day in Israel, the opening of a long promised but never delivered until now U.S. Embassy in the Holy City. For 3,000 years, Jews have made Jerusalem the centerpiece of their faith. Today, it is that, along with the new home to American diplomats in Israel, and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu could not be happier. What a glorious day. Remember this moment. <laughs> President Trump, by recognizing history, you have made history. Today's historic event is attributed to the vision, the courage, and the moral clarity of one person to whom we owe an enormous and eternal debt of gratitude, President Donald J. Trump. Now, the opening of the embassy could not come without protest. Violent attacks by Palestinians, primarily in Gaza. Now, in the end, dozens were killed in the rioting. Very predictable and very revealing. The Palestinians have no right to Jerusalem. They also have no right to attempt to breach security barriers along Gaza. That aside. The opening of the embassy is a glorious historical and paradigm-changing moment for the entire Middle East, for both friends of Israel and foe. Joining me now, the founder of the American Truth Project and Daily Ledger contributor, Barry Nussbaum. Barry, centerpiece for the Jewish people for thousands and thousands of years, 3,000 years, Temple Mount. Of course, Temple Mount was, was built upon, uh, there's ruins underneath it of, of, of synagogues, so there's layers and layers and layers of history there. Um, and, and the wonderful thing about Israel um, is that it allows these different faiths to practice and, and worship all in the same spot there in Jerusalem, you know, whether you are Jewish or, or whether you're Christian or uh, you adhere to Islam, you're all allowed to practice there. And I think that's one of the wonderful things about uh, Jerusalem in and of itself, and, and the way Israel approaches Jerusalem with all the history, the story history of Jerusalem. But when you look from a political perspective, every other country on the planet gets to choose its capital. You know, we pick Washington, D.C., and we have the right to pick it. Why shouldn't Israel have the right to say, wait, our capital is Jerusalem? Graham, that is such a great question, and nobody in Washington before President Trump had the chutzpah to answer that question. Go back to 1995 when the Congress, with an overwhelming vote, passed the law saying our embassy would be in Jerusalem. Clinton didn't honor the law, even though he promised he would. George Bush didn't honor it, even though he promised he would. And Barack Obama didn't honor it, even though he promised he would. All of them signed a waiver for national security to not move the embassy. And it was hogwash. They gave in to Arab blackmail, and that's all it was. Look, 
They've been saying for years, everybody in the Middle East, if the capital is Jerusalem and the United States Embassy is in Jerusalem, there won't be peace. Well, guess what, Graham? Since 1995, what, 10,000 missiles have crossed the border into Israel from Gaza, from the West Bank, from Lebanon, and from Syria, and the embassy wasn't even there yet? That didn't buy much peace. Did it. Not exactly peaceful. And I agree with Benjamin Netanyahu's assessment in, in the big picture in the long run that President Trump is a hero here. And he's going to go down in history um, as a leader who, who stuck to his word, but also possibly changed the dynamic uh, in the Middle East. I think possibly for the better. That's something we'll have to wait and see. But when you look at moving a thing like an embassy, a United States embassy in particular, which can be a target for terrorists, uh, you have boots on the ground there in Israel. I'm sure you have some reconnaissance on this. But the security around that embassy, certainly for this dedication ceremony, but then in the future, it's got to be awesome. I mean, the amount of, of, of security assets in place to secure the Americans there and, and people in and out of that embassy has, has just got to be extreme. Look, I was there on the site a few months ago, literally where the embassy is now located in what was formerly the American consulate. It's in a very nice, uh, quiet neighborhood that once things calm down, I think will go back to being normal. Jerusalem is a very, very safe place because primarily there's a lot of people there uh, that are armed that protect the civilian population. However, having said that, in certain areas of the West Bank and on the Gaza border right now, it's borderline war. Right. Hamas sent 10,000 people to the border today and gave them instructions to breach the fence. And they didn't even make a secret about it. They said, we're gonna bring war into Israel. I'm shocked more people haven't died today. It's an invasion in the making while you and I are on the air here in America. Right, and invasion is is the right word to use, I think. And there really, Barry, can only be one response to something like this, whether it is in Gaza and, and the attempt to breach the uh, border fencing there, or in the Golan Heights, uh, and possibly uh, movements coming down from Lebanon, or as you mentioned in the West Bank. Uh, these are all potential areas of, of conflict within Israel. And what's so shocking today, Graham, is the call for restraint by the EU and by, I guess, goofballs in the press that seem to think there's some equality between a country defending its sovereign internationally recognized border, that's Israel, and the maniacs on the other side of the fence that are throwing bombs, that are shooting guns, that are flying uh, fire kites over the border, that are trying to breach the border as if the Israelis should just drop leaflets, and when the fence gets cut, which happened a dozen times earlier today, they should invite the people just to leave politely. Look, the people that are getting hurt at the border in Gaza are getting paid enormous amounts of money, and it's come out just this morning with money from Iran to get hurt. You get shot, you get a certain amount. You get killed, you get a big amount to your family. They'll send your family to college if you die trying to break into Israel. Isn't that crazy, Graham? Well, and, and there's really only one response from a sovereign nation, uh, and that is to be met with whatever force is appropriate. And if, if the Israelis, in this case, 
believe is lethal force, then it must be lethal force, again, to protect the sovereign. Um, some of this thinking could be applied in our country, as a matter of fact, in my opinion, along our southern border. Uh, but the, you know, the bottom line is, Barry, uh, this, uh, this rioting that we're seeing, it looks like it's going to continue beyond just Monday and, and the timing of the embassy opening. Uh, and continue into Tuesday, and we may not have seen the pinnacle of it yet. So it's something else that we can, the other shoe that could be dropping uh, a little bit later this week. But Netanyahu uh, has come out and said, hey, listen, the United States is, is leading here, and, and the United States is through President Trump, and has called on other sovereigns, other countries, to follow in the footsteps, to open up embassies in, in Jerusalem. Yet, on the other hand, we have this pushback from the Arab League, um, led by uh, Erdogan in, in Turkey, saying one will never recognize uh, Jerusalem as the capital uh, of Israel. How does all of this end? Do you think that other countries will begin moving into Jerusalem? Well, so far, three have said they're coming. I think it's Ecuador, Honduras, and Paraguay. Uh, others will probably come. Touching on Erdogan in Turkey, Graham, get this. He's a NATO ally. He's yeah. a member of NATO, and he's calling for a worldwide Muslim army to drive the Jews out of the Middle East and kill them all. And what do we say in the United States? Nothing. What's reported in the press in the United States? Nothing. He's calling for mass genocide and we do nothing to protect Israel. I think that's a little bit sad. On the other hand, other countries eventually will get with the program. Look, every country in the United Nations gets to pick their capital except for one. And these are other countries that are committing mass genocide against their own people, and nobody tells them where to locate their capital. And yet in Jerusalem, as you pointed out so astutely a minute ago in your open, everybody gets to uh, follow their religion openly and gets to follow their faith in whatever affiliation they have. And between 1948, in 1967, when Jerusalem was liberated by the IDF, the Jews were banned and the Christians were banned. And it was only the Israelis that opened up religion to everybody in Jerusalem as it should be. All right, going forward, Barry, uh, to me, it seems as though the two-state solution, not just because of this move of the embassy, but just overall the two so-called two-state solution is dead as it should be because I believe there would be uh, the implosion necessary, necessarily of Israel. I don't think there can be a, quote, two-state solution. Uh, but the peace process in general, uh, can it now take a different path? I think it depends on the leadership, Graham. You've got the leader of the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, Mahmoud Abbas, who wrote his thesis uh, in Russia uh, on the fact that the Holocaust never happened. Right. In Arabic, every week he speaks about driving the Jews into the ocean. He talks all the time about paying people to kill Jews. I don't think that's a guy you make peace with. And he's the good guy. The really bad guys are Hamas in the Gaza Strip that literally every day call for annihilation of the state of Israel. I don't think you make peace with those leaders. Hard to negotiate with somebody who wants to annihilate you. Uh, bottom line is, I think this uh, today is a, is a new chapter in the in the same book. It's, it's the following chapters, um, following this incident, this episode, this grand day uh, in Jerusalem, uh, that are going to be very very interesting to see how they're written. Barry, thank you. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a five hundred one c three nonprofit.
please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.